0: Praise God. I, I thank God that we get to participate with his kingdom and what he's doing. Thank you, Father. We've got a young man with us today. is going to be preaching here in a little bit. But uh, he brought a young man with him. has a really good name. His name's uh, Tim Corzine. Amen. Good Good name. First time I met this young guy, first time I got to meet him, I got to minister down at Restoration Connection and his, his life, uh, had come apart and it was, it was looking bad, but God turned it around. Amen. Oh, thank God. Amen. I want, I want Brother Tim come up here and share what God's done in his life. I think he's got a couple of pictures. He wants to show you. Hallelujah. This, this is some of the fruit of, of, uh, Restoration Connection. Amen. Hallelujah. Bless you, brother.
1: Oh, sorry. I did the pictures work? Or, uh, that was me two years ago. Um, for any of you guys who just want to know that God's Word is true, it says, For when you have Christ in you, you become a new creature. The old things have passed away. As you can see there, I pray I don't look like that no more, but... <laughs> yeah. That was in September, I think, October of 2016. Um, I've been in and out of prison most of my life up until last, I've been out two years now. Uh, I've never really had a real family. I didn't know what real love was, I had no clue. Um, and can you show that, the other picture? And this is what God has done for me in two years. I, uh, I, like I said, I was in and out of prison most of my life. I was a, a junkie, drug addict. I was hopeless, didn't have nothing, homeless. Um, today, I have a family up there I have a two-year-old son that I am so thankful for that I get God used him to give me my heart back today I have a heart I didn't have that two years ago Uh, I don't know I got a house Um, I got a job I'm a foreman at a job site but what God has done for me more than anything is put these people over here in my life to show me how to really live uh I knew who god was I knew of god should i say but i didn't know him um restoration connection actually being in there has shown me that i am worth loving uh and that i can bring hope to people i just pray that just seeing in pictures i won't go into my whole testimony it's kind of creepy anyway i'm pretty bad uh I just, the pictures alone, I think, do more than anything I could say. Just to see me today, and if you'd have known me two or three years ago, you'd understand what God can do. His word is true. Uh, it was for me. And I thank him every day. And I thank you guys for listening to me. I know I don't make a lot of sense, but I, I love you guys. Thank you for letting me do this. And I thank God for allowing me to be able to do this today. Amen.
0: Thank you, buddy.
1: Yeah. Glory.
0: Hallelujah. Praise God. That's just one of many, many, many people whose lives have been changed. Thank God for that. First time I, I met Tim, I went down there to teach at Restoration Connection. Never seen him before. I was up there teaching, and next thing I know, my feet's walking across the room. And I'm thinking, where am I going? <laughs> well, I walked right over to Tim, and he's he just sitting there with his head down. I walked over to him, and I just put my hand on him. I said, look at me. And he looked up at me, and I said, God says you're awesome. And he, he looked at me and said, what? <laughs> Amen. God change, changes people's lives. You know, I found, I found that God wants to speak into people's destiny more than their past. Amen. <laughs> Some people think prophetic words is just to tell people what's happened in their life and how bad they need God. i got to tell you something. The prophetic is to open the door of heaven, let people peek in to see where they can go. See what they can have. Just crack that door open just a little bit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And let them see. <laughs> oh, thank God I want uh, Natalie to come up for a minute She loves me for this She, Amen But I want her to come up here <laughs> Hallelujah I never had any daughters But because of my two sons I now have two amazing daughters Amen <laughs> Hallelujah They're they're mine. I mean, we're I I'd swear they grew up in my house. I mean, we're just praise God, but uh, thank God for them. And then uh, now I have three granddaughters. My world has drastically changed. All I ever knew was boys, and now I got all these all these girls around. So I'm just I got a picture. Betty took a picture of me the other night. One of my uh, uh, Aria had this. uh, What they call those things? yeah, it was a a uh, headband that had a unicorn thing on it and ears. She jumps up and just plants that on my head, and Betty snapped a picture, and I'm just sitting there, you know. <laughs> I thought, man, great. it's a new world. Praise God. But I'm proud of Natalie. She is uh, doing an amazing job, and and uh, she's going to share just a little bit about Restoration Connection, then pray, and then we're going to bring Benai up here.
2: Well, I'll tell you, uh, when anyone asks me to share about Restoration Connection, I, it's like trying to explain standing on the platform of a zip line and the Holy Spirit just going Bee! <laughs> because we're literally just following the leading of the Holy Spirit. And that's been such a growing process for us, but it... Um, It started out with a dream uh, that I had about Branson, and uh, I don't want to take a lot of time, but in the dream, it was a table with a carousel tablecloth over the top, and it looked so beautiful and so pretty, and you could hear laughing and all these things, but as I started really watching deeper, you could see I knew it was a holy hand. That's the only way I can explain it. And it lifted up that tablecloth, and underneath was more depravity than I've ever seen in my life. Homeless camps, people shooting up under billboard signs, lots of abuse, lots of trafficking, and things that I wasn't aware of at the time that we've now become aware of. And in the midst, I felt such a hopelessness, but I could see these glowing footprints, and the Lord just... I said, God, what are we going to do? And he said, just follow me. That's all you have to do. Just follow me. And so I put my foot on his steps and he led us to breakthrough. And so all we're doing is literally loving people like the New Testament tells us to love people. And we don't have all the knowledge, but we have the God who does. And so we have been going step for step and watching God evolve a small group of people into a class and into a ministry. And we have a feeding program now, and we have people showing up. Some are homeless, some are high when they walk in the door, and they leave delivered. And so it's been an honor to watch God move. And it's none of us get the glory. It is only a God that it works in the supernatural that can do and and deliver the way that we've seen Him move, and it's been an honor. And so I would just encourage you, I, I honestly, if you weren't here last night, you missed it, because I got a little messed up right over there. But I contended constantly with fear, because the situations that we face are so much larger than us, and we face them all the time, and constantly I, we all find ourselves saying, Lord, what are we going to do? But one thing that God spoke to me very clearly last night, and I'll think of it always, is he said, don't follow your feelings, follow my voice. And I was trying to wear Saul's armor when the Lord had given me the stones to take out Goliath. I just needed to realize that. And so whatever it is that he's called you to do, just go. Go scared. He'll he'll deliver you. He'll, He'll work it out. But follow his footsteps. He knows the way. Father, I just thank you, Lord, for your presence. I thank you, God, for the honor to be called your children. I thank you, Father God, that you inhabit our praises and that you're in our midst. I thank you, God, that you're the God of breakthrough and you know where we're going. Lord, when it's hazy and when it's dark, you've got the clear path. I thank you, God, that you're a warring God. I thank you, God, that you're going to pull down the strongholds in this area and we're going to see you move. I thank you that we're going to feel your might and we're going to know your victory. I thank you, Father God, for the broken. In the binding, God, because your voice will speak and break the chains. I thank you, God, for a presence that's more than we can handle, but it's what we need. I thank you, Lord, that you're moving and you're breathing and you're hearing us. I thank you that Branson shall be transformed because your kids are going to say yes and amen. I thank you that we can stand on your word, Father, for you are mighty to save and you know the way. And I will heed your voice and follow you. I will do what you ask. And submission is easy when you're the head. So I thank you, God, for what you're going to do today. And I. I bless your name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah!
0: <laughs> ah, praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Brother Shane didn't get to be here today, but Tracy, thank God for Shane and Tracy. Amen. They work diligently and hard constantly in this ministry. Praise God. Oh, what an, what an amazing God. And Elizabeth, Lizzie, Thank God for you. Another another life that's been dramatically changed, transformed. Praise God. Oh, we're just we're just enjoying Jesus today. And uh I have the great honor of introducing my oldest son, Beniah, amen, to uh come and share the word. His first message was when he was about three years old. <laughs> he went and got his little New Testament and uh got a little little table, little brass table, about that tall, took it out in the middle of the living room, and he started, he was, he he would stand there at that little table and preach. The only thing you could understand him saying is two or three, I can't remember how old he was, but the only thing you'd understand him saying is every once in a while you'd hear him say, God! <laughs> the rest of it's a little hard to make out.
1: Not much has changed.
0: <laughs> not, much, not much has changed. Yeah. And then I took him to Mexico with me to a conference, and he preached his first message, and and a man got saved when he was thirteen years old, amen. But thank God uh, for him being here today, a true man of God, and and uh, I just thank God for what He's doing in their lives and uh, how He's changed them, transformed them, and and has uh, given given them the heart. This guy has the heart of God, amen. He has a heart of God, hallelujah. I just want you to. Share the word. Let me turn this thing on. Share the word today, and and be free. Mm. Amen.
3: <laughs> we're gonna have a we're gonna have a radio uh, microphone check. to Get it all right because we haven't done that yet. So check. We're good. We're good. Good. Well, I've. Uh, I've had this word on my heart for over a month whenever Dad asked me to come up and share. And he was sharing my first point already. <laughs> I love it. But I, I, don't, I, I don't know if I'm going to teach or preach or I don't know, I'm letting go and letting God. Yeah. Because uh, he's got something today. He's got something today. And uh, we might not know what's in front of us, but He does. Yeah. And all those years ago, whenever later on in my sermon, I'll, I'll share about it, but you know, I, I haven't always walked with God, I walked away from God. And don't, don't ever let your past dictate your future. One of the... I don't know if I'm going to cry either. (laughs) But one of the awesome things about accepting Jesus into your life is He forgives you. And so you have to walk in that. You have to walk in forgiveness. You, you have to walk in the abundance of what he has for you right. because you'll always limit yourself based on what you did. Right. But he doesn't. Right. He doesn't. He doesn't see it. It says he casts it as far as the east is from the west. Right. And so, I don't know how it's going to end up. <laughs> but I, I'm just going to share from my heart. Is everyone okay with that? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna share it from my heart. Kind of the the nature of this message is is I'm gonna be talking about what what God spoke to me and some of my testimonies, and and I don't I I've seen people build their kingdom, mm-hmm. yeah. and that's not what I'm here to do. Right. That's not me. I I, I want you to have an understanding that I'm a servant, and that's all I am. I'm a servant to the calling. I'm a servant to what he has, and I'm a servant to the call. And so I don't want you to think I'm trying to speak highly of myself because I'm not. I'm a servant, and that's it. And so I'm going to be sharing kind of our assignment, and what, what Natalie was saying is God gave her a dream. And, and God sent us into what we came out of. Because what you come out of, you have authority over. Right.
0: Right.
3: Right. Yeah. <laughs> what you come out of, you have authority over. Yeah. When you slay Goliath, you carry his sword. Yeah. Right. Come on. And so, what, what God's burdened our hearts for is restoration connection and and. And that's, that's, that's awesome because we get to be blessed. It's not about being a blessing. It's about getting blessed. And we're just along for the ride. God has all the glory and all the power, and it's Him who does the work. Right. We just have to be good stewards. Yeah. And I, I just want to speak because I feel like God's speaking like this is a day of activation for assignments. Yeah. And I, I want to speak that over this house. Yeah. Don't undermine what God's given you. Yeah. Don't undermine what He's given you, whether it be small, whether it be big. If it's too big for you, that's, that's right. It's God. Right. If it's, you feel like it's small, it's not. Right. Because whatever God's telling you to do, if you be obedient and do it, you'll begin to see what He's doing and get blessed by it. Yeah. Don't undermine what He's doing. If He's telling you to write letters to people, write letters to people. Yeah if He's telling you to make a cake for somebody and take it to them, they could be needing what you're going to bring them. Because it's not just food. It's it's knowing that they're loved. So never undermine what God's telling you to do. It's Him who's speaking it. It's a kingdom assignment. Kingdom assignments. I I want to share a little bit about kingdom assignments. There's... None more important than the other. Right. Right. No one has more greater assignment than the other one. Kingdom assignments are, are important because it's, God's building a body of Christ. Right. And it takes all of us working together for it to function correctly. Right. Right. Now, you can have a body that's not functioning correctly, and you can have a bunch of fingers over here doing something, but it's going to wither because it's not connected. Right. Wow. So kingdom, kingdom assignments are divine. Right. They are. Yeah. I know we have uh, some intercessors that said, you know, I, we're, we're going to devote our lives to covering you in prayer, especially after I almost died. We're, we're going to cover you in prayer. Right. That's a kingdom assignment. That's a kingdom body. Right. We have someone that cooks food on Wednesday night. That's a kingdom assignment, right. a kingdom body. God's placed a call of evangelism on Tim. Right. That's a kingdom assignment, yeah. a kingdom body. Right. So they're all important. Don't undermine them. Right. But this is, this is kind of a smaller podium. Because he, he, he normally has notes that's about this big. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But as, as I, was, I was, dad asked me probably oh, a month ago, and I, and I started seeking God, going, God, what, what am I going to You always want to do that. You never want it to be you speaking. Right. You always want it to be God. Because right. his word is Life. His word is life. And so I began to pray, and I began to pray, and I was going, God, God, what is it? Yeah. And he began to speak. And so I called Dad. And I said, Dad, I said, You won't God, God place this on my heart to speak. Yeah. And he said, Awesome. And he said, God place it on my heart. And I got a series of three of them leading up to yours. <laughs> and I went, Oh no! You're gonna have the. You're gonna preach the fire out of it. <laughs> you're gonna preach the fire out of it. Then I began to pray, God, just, oh, just knock me down, slam me in the spirit, then then He'll have it again. And so I was praying, and I was actually praying, you know. God, this is so important. This is so important. God, I don't know if I can handle it. I don't know if I can stand in this glory. And he began to speak. And I began to break. And I'm still breaking. (laughs) But he sent me, and I'll tell you the title of the sermon. I speak life. I speak life. And I was thinking, I was thinking, God, you know, you're sending me to the house of the prophet to preach on prophecy. (laughs) He's been preaching on this for years. He's been preaching on this for years. He's tilled the soil. And God said, I want you to go. And I want you to speak life. So that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to speak life. Because today's a day of activation. Today is a day of activation. I want us all to focus on this. I want us all to put a demand on the anointing today. Because I can feel it. I can feel a demand. And so, God, I I, I thank you. I'm going to pray. God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your word. God, I thank you for divine understanding. I thank you for divine revelation. God, I thank you for divine appointments. Now, God, I pray that you speak life into this house. God, I pray that you speak your word, which is life. God, mess us up in what you have. God, I pray that you deliver us. God, I pray that you give us the steps to take. God, I speak that Your Word come forth yeah. in Your name. I pray, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. God, God's making us ready. Yeah. Yes, God's—I know—probably Dad's been talking about this because we're in the same, we're in the same spirit. We're in the, We carry different mantles, but we're on the same vein. God's making us ready. Right. Yes, God's positioning us for an outpouring. And it's an outpouring that we've never seen before. Because this is going to be an outpouring of souls. God's making us ready because He's changing our hearts. He's changing our stance from a consumer to a producer. We are here to do the work of the Lord. And this next outpouring that's building and building, I can feel the wave coming. It's pulling out and it's getting ready to come in. But it's going to take us. I've prayed and I've prayed and I've prayed and I've prayed. To God, send revival. Send revival. Yeah. And he said, get ready. Yeah. Make ready. And I was like, I've been waiting on you and you've been waiting on me.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. And that's what it is. God's positioning the body of Christ to be able to stand when He does pour out His Spirit. If we don't have legs to stand on, we'll be crushed. He won't set us up for failure. He will wait till we're able to stand. This next outpouring is going to be an outpouring of souls. That means when they come in, they're going to get saved. They're going to get delivered. But that means we're going to disciple them in the Word that means we're going to come alongside of them and build them up the what they have. Yeah. Because each and every one of us, God starts speaking into us. Yeah. God knew you before you were born. Yeah. Right. He did. Yeah. And it's going to take men and women of God to be able to speak into lives. Yeah. This, is, this isn't going to be sidewalk prophets. Yeah. This is going to be men and women of God Walking in the anointing, yeah. in purity, yeah. in hope, and delivering it in perfect clarity. Right. Yeah. Not afraid of when the Word is tested. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. The Bible says when you prophesy, the Word is tested. Yeah. Test the Word. Yeah. Test the Word. A lot of us are insecure. Yeah. I know I am. But God's starting to build us up. And I have a father who's been able to train. I'm blessed. But it's going to take a ministry of development where each and every one of us can speak life. I don't even know where I'm at. Joel 2. I know Dad's been talking about this. Joel 2, 23 and 29. So rejoice, O sons of Zion, and be glad in the Lord your God, for He has given you the early rain for your vindication, and He has poured down for you the rain. The early and the latter rain as before, and the threshing floor will be full of grain, and the vats will overflow, and new wine and oil. Yeah. Come on. How many is ready for new wine and oil? Yeah. I know I am. Yeah. I'm putting a demand on it. I'm ready. Come on. I'm ready for new wine. Yeah. I'm ready to walk where He wants me to go. Yeah. And whatever He's called me to do, He places an anointing on your life to do it. Come on. But you have to place a demand on it. Yeah. Then I will make up for the years that the swarming locusts have eaten and the creeping lo- locusts and the stripping locusts and the gnawing locusts and my great army which I have sent among you, you will have plenty to eat and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God who has dwelt wondrously with you. Then my people will never be put to shame. Thus you will know that I am in the midst of Israel and I am the Lord your God and there is none other. And my people will never be put to shame. I want to stop right there. Never be put to shame. Yeah. Oh. What is shame? What is shame? I know shame's kind of feeling kind of beat down. Kind of like you don't belong. Kind of bad. That's shame. And my people will never be put to shame. God's going to place his church in a place of honor. Right. Come on. It's in the word. It's in the word. God's going to place His house in a place of honor, yeah. and that takes us walking in honor. Right. Yeah. So God's going to place us there, yeah. that it will come about after this that I will pour out my spirit on all mankind. And your sons and daughters will prophesy, and your old men will dream dreams, and your young men will see visions. And even the male and female servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams, and your young men will see visions. I know it became aware to me that this wasn't my message. Whenever I was waking up in the middle of the night, and God was downloading stuff to me. And I could remember my dad saying, that's what God's doing, and man, I just can't hardly sleep. And I was going, I'm in his vein, not he in mine. But your sons and your daughters will prophesy. God's God's wanting to speak through his people. God's wanting to speak through each and every one of you. And it takes obedience. And it takes us searching out and diving in. I know God's placed it on Natalie to start teaching our children how to be giant killers. (laughs) Natalie's starting to to teach and to, to train. And... It's crazy because we're already seeing activation in their young lives. Right. Yeah. Ari is already prophesying, and she don't even know it. Yeah. Yeah. She's already, she'll, she'll tell Natalie, you know, we, we need to, you need to call this person, and then come to find out that person needed it. Yeah. Izzy, the other day, he was in worship, and he was like, I was worshiping, and then I was in this sphere, and I could feel God all around me. It's activation when you start training and developing them. See, the, when, when they start becoming aware, yeah. they start growing in it. Right. Yeah. And it's an awareness of who God is and what He wants to do. Yeah. And God's beginning to place that on Natalie to be like, hey, I, I want to train this into my children as a young age yeah. right. because I know that my sons and my daughters will prophesy. Yeah. Come Thank you, Lord. And Natalie's... I know Dad's, we've been talking to Dad. Because Natalie's, Natalie's wanting to do a class of people who come in and have never known of God, never been around church. And to have a class where, where they can start learning how to train their children. Amen. Right. Where they can start developing their children. And I know we're, we're hounding dad on that because he has a lot of wisdom. Let's dive in. How about it? Yeah. You want to dive in? Yeah. Prophecy. Prophecy. Prophecy is God speaking to his people. Prophecy is God speaking through his people. It always takes someone being in obedience to speak the word that God's placed on them. Right. It takes ears. It takes open ears to hear the word, yeah. to deliver the word. Yeah. Right. You have to have open ears. Yeah. God's word carries power. Yes, it does. God's word carries power. Yes, it does. It's a little cute bottle. 1 Corinthians 14. This is Paul writing. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 1. And I'm in the NASB. I switched it up on this one. Pursue love. Pursue love. Yet desire earnestly spiritual gifts. You have to pursue and desire. Yeah. Those are two key elements in your life that you have to, you have to place in activation. Right. You have to pursue and desire. Right. Especially that you may prophesy. Yeah. For one who speaks in tongues does not speak to men but to God. For no one understands. But in his spirit he speaks mysteries. Yeah. And I don't want to step on any toes so I'll stay up here. I know in the, in the Pentecostal church, we've, we've placed an emphasis on, on tongues. We've, we've placed an emphasis on tongues. But that's for self-edification. That's for self-edification. I know when, we're, when, we're go, when we go to the streets and we're praying for people, you know, we, we, we kind of instruct people that come along. You, you know, we're not telling you not to speak in tongues, but you'll shut the ears when you speak in tongues. Speaking in tongues is meant for self edification, it's for you speaking to God and God speaking to you. But when you speak to men, you prophesy. Right. When you speak to men, you prophesy. Yeah. Because let me, tell, let me tell you a key. Prophecy's power. Right. Yeah. When you start speaking what God's speaking to you and what they can understand, you begin to unlock the door. And then you can walk in. Right. Yeah. Let God do the work. Let God speak. I'm not against, I love speaking in tongues. Paul says, I speak in tongues more than any of you. Yeah. And that's Paul. Yeah. But he said, I would rather you prophesy. Yeah. I would rather you speak power. Power. For no one understands, but in his spirit he speaks mysteries. But one who prophesies speaks to men. For edification, say edification. Edification. Exhortation. Exhortation. Consolation. Consolation. One who speaks in tongues edifies himself, but the one who prophesies edifies the church. Uh, Edification. What does that mean? Edification means To build. To build up. When you're prophesying to somebody, you're building up. You're building up what God's put in them. God has has a divine identity in each and every one of us. And when you begin to prophesy to Him, you start building up what God has placed inside of them. Because sometimes it's lost. Exhortation. Exhortation. It means to call forth. Whenever you're prophesying to somebody, you start calling forth what God's put in them. Yeah. And you start pulling it out. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you, you're prophesying to somebody and you start pulling out what yeah. their ministry. Yeah. Sometimes you start pulling out what they're supposed to be doing. Sometimes you start pulling out the faith that they need. Yeah. Yeah. Consolation. To console. To yeah. comfort. Yeah. To give comfort. Right. This is an important piece of Prophecy. Prophecy is meant to give comfort. Yeah. 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 Come on. The purpose of prophecy is to align what has been misaligned. Come on. The purpose of prophecy is to align what has been misaligned. Their heavenly identity. Yeah. Come on. There are times in life where we get beat up, we get thrown down we walk through something we weren't supposed to go through. And then we start carrying the guilt of that. We start dragging that chain. But prophecy is meant to break that chain where you can walk and be comfortable. The key to prophecy is totally removing yourself. I want to teach for a second. The purpose, the purpose of prophecy is to totally remove yourself. Yeah. You see, each and every one of us carry a lens, and we look through that lens. Yeah. And when we remove ourselves, we take away the lens. Yeah. When we take away our emotion, you have to remove your emotion, take it out, and you have to be able to speak with ears to hear. You see, I don't know by a show of hands, how many has had a run in with a prophecy that was not, wasn't right a bad a bad one yeah. Yeah. A lot of people in here yeah. God's going to start building up yeah. a royal priesthood right. God's going to start building up righteousness in men and women yeah. where they're able to it says in the Bible, I will that all men prophesy. Yeah. All men and women, women prophesy. That's what Moses spoke in Numbers 11. Yeah. I will that all prophesy. Yeah. You see, when, when we start walking in clarity, all of a sudden we're out of the picture. Yeah. The greatest thing in my life is, is totally surrendering, I'm no longer me. Whenever I got saved, I start living for Christ. Right. Yeah. And so in that, you're like, man, that's, that's who wants to do that? I want to have fun. You can have crazy fun. Yeah. You can have crazy fun. When you start living yeah. and drinking from His cup, oh, it's a blast. It's, a blast. <laughs> it's joy, unspeakable full of glory. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to I talk about activation in my life. Yeah. And this is part of the testimony. And I'm not trying to bring anything to me. This is God. But whenever I, I came out of addiction, and I came out of a life of sin, I began to seek out what, what God had, and the spiritual gifts. Yeah. And I began to earnestly desire that, and I was I was praying, and I was going, God, I want your will. I want your will for my life. And he said, speak when I tell you to speak. And of course, you know, in a time of prayer, you're like, yes, God, I'll do it. <laughs> Touch the cold on my lips, I'll go. Yeah. But when the rubber meets the road is when you got to be obedient. Yeah. And, you know, I, I ha- I, you, we all have this imagination. Yeah. I have a crazy imagination. And I was going, God, this activation, I'm ready, I'm ready. Well, I was at work at City Utilities wearing the CU logo stuff. And I walked into Brahms, and I was standing there, you know, just minding my own business. And God said, speak my word. And I was like, I'm not in church. I am not in church. And he said, I want you to go over to that man who's sitting alone. So I did. I went over there, and I told what God told me to say. But I went over there, and I, I just said, you know, I'm, I want to pay for your, I know you've already paid, but I want to pay for your breakfast. And it was an older man, and he looked right up at me. and said, son, I don't need your money. And I went, Phew. That's not what I came over here to do. And I sat down, and I said, God sent me over here. And you can see tears start call it up. He said, I was just praying because I feel that nobody cares. And I was coming to a place. My family's not here. I'm all alone. And I was talking to God saying, I'm ready to give up. No one cares. And then you walk over here. Speak. Yeah. Come on. When I tell you to speak. Yeah. Come on. And then, so uh, in all things, you always want to pray. Yeah. So I spoke what God told me to tell him that I began to pray right there in Brahms. Yeah. And God came in through prophecy with comfort to someone that was hurting. Right. Yeah. You see, Prophecy isn't about you. Yeah, it's God. not. Right. It's about who you're giving the word to. Yeah. Right. And sometime later, we were, we, me and Natalie were out to eat. And I was looking at Natalie, and we were eating, and I think we might have had Israel then. And uh, I, said, I told Natalie, I was like, God told me to go, go talk to that woman over there she said well you better go <laughs> and i said i don't want to go cuz it was it was a woman and a it was a big group and so i you know as starting off you got to make war killing yourself killing the flesh so i was sitting there and i was we were going back and forth and we were done and natalie's like you better go and So God said, speak. So I got up, and I began to walk over there. And he said, "Uh, you're going to kill Goliath. And I said, right here in (laughs) Chick-fil-A? Right here. Right here in Chick-fil-A. And he said, yes. Yes. And he said, her name's Mary. I said, okay. I'll always remember her name. And so I walked over there. It was a big group. And I said, I I know you don't know me. I said, but God sent me over here to speak to you. And he said, your name's Mary, isn't it? And she said, yes, my name's Mary. Mary. I said, can I, "Can I, can I, share with you what God told me to come over here and say?" And she said, "Yes." And so they made room for me, and I, it was it was her and her daughters were there. I said, uh, "God showed me something. Can I, can I, can I speak into your life?" And she said, "Yes." And I said, uh, and I showed her the vision that God gave me. She started to cry, and her daughters. And uh, I said, is this true? Because you always want to test the word. You don't want to fly blind. I said, "Is is this true? She said, yes. What had happened is, God showed me that she lost her husband two years ago. And fear had come in and debilitated her to the fact that her daughters were now having to take care of her and she was still still young. She was older, but she was still young. And I said, fear's controlling you. Your children are having to take care of your finances. Is this true? And she said, yes. I said, you're having to live with them, not by yourself anymore. Is this true? She said, yes. Yes. And I said, uh, I've, I've come here to speak life into you. Is that okay? Yeah. And she said, yes. I said, okay. I said, we're going to pray. Can we pray? And she said, that's okay. We can pray. And so we all, the big table of us, bowed our heads, and we started praying. And, and God, God just, <sighs> and I, I prayed. And then Natalie was out by the car waiting. And she said, How'd it go? And I turned around just in time to see her daughters carrying her out. Because God began to release something inside of her that had been locked up because fear had controlled her. And I had to kill a giant. And all of a sudden, when I was praying, she started crying. And all of a sudden, she started laughing. And then all of a sudden she couldn't even, she got messed up. <laughs> and her daughters had to help her out to the car. <laughs> speak when I tell you to speak. Right. Yeah. Come on. It takes obedience to walk in that, yes, it it's not always comfortable, no, no. it's not in church. When you're called to do something in a restaurant, in a public place, you've got to crucify your flesh. Right. Oh. And you have to know that it's God. Yeah. Yeah. You have to know that it's God. Yeah. And you've got to test that word. Yeah. Right. But if God's speaking, it's truth. Yeah, it's truth. Right. And it has a purpose. Yeah. And it has power. Yeah. Right. The power of prophecy... As I was studying this, God began to work on me. Write down what's spoken over you. Write down the prophecies over your life. Right. And I even asked mom and dad, I was like, can you, can you go back before I was born and write down those prophecies? Because they're meant for warfare. I was, I was reading in Ezekiel. And you can see where, where Ezekiel is speaking what God's telling him to speak. And, and he's speaking, and he's declaring against another nation. Against the enemy. And that brought me to a point where I was like, you know, so, sometimes I get caught up and I'm like, you know, something hits me. And we all get hit. Don't act like you don't. We all get hit. And I was looking at this and, you know, I, I pray and we pray. But God began to show me. He said, are you speaking against the enemy that's coming against you? The war of the mind, fear. Yeah. Right. The war of the heart, Pain. Are you speaking to those? I was like, no, I was praying. And he said, declare over those. Declare the word of the Lord against what's coming against you. Make warfare. Fight the good fight. And I was I was reading this and I want to read Ezekiel thirty-five. I just want to take one passage. There's, there's a whole book of it. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, set thy face against Mount Seir, and prophesy against it, and say unto it, Thus saith the Lord God. Behold, O Mount Seir, I am against thee, and I will stretch out my hand against thee, and I will make thee desolate, and I will lay thy cities waste, and thou shalt be desolate and thou shalt know that I am the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. And thou shalt know that I am the Lord. Right. Every one of us are here for, for a purpose, and that's give glory to the one who gave us life. Right. Yeah. When the enemy starts warring against you, you've got to war against it. You've got to speak to it. You've got to prophesy and declare over what's coming against you. In the, in the middle of devastation and loss, God will always call us out and set us to speak life. Yeah. <clears throat> this is what I've come here to do today. Right. Ezekiel 37. And before I start reading, I want to take you to the place of the scripture. And this time, Israel was in desolation. Israel was in loss. And you see the prophet of God here, right in the mess. But there's always something else. Right before this, in the chapters before, you see where Ezekiel loses his wife. There's a time of loss but in that, God takes Ezekiel out, and He places him. In Ezekiel 37, it says, "The hand of the Lord is upon me, and He has brought me out by the spirit of the Lord, and set me down in the middle of the valley, and it was full of bones. And He caused me to pass among and around and about them. And behold, there was very many on the surface of the valley, and lo, they were very dry. And he said to me, "Son of man, can these bones live?" And I answered, "Oh God, only you know. And he said again to me, prophesy over these boats and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, behold, I will cause breath to enter them and they will become life. And I'll put sinews on them and make flesh grow on and round about them and cover you with skin. And put breath into you, that you may come alive, and you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a rattling. And the bones came together, bone to bone, and it looked, and behold, sinews were on them. And flesh grew, and skin covered them. But there was no breath. Then he said to me, prophesy breath. Prophesy the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Prophesy, Son of Man, and say to the breath, Thus saith the Lord God, come from the four winds, and oh, breathe, and breathe on these slain, that they may come to life. So I prophesied as he was commanded, and breath came in them, and they came to life, and stood in the feet an exceedingly great army. Then he said, Son of Man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, O oh, bones are dried up. Sometimes we get dried up. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we're in the valley. Yeah. And we are completely cut off. Yeah. Therefore, prophesy and say to them, Thus saith the Lord Behold, I will open up your graves and cause you to come out, out of the graves. Yeah. And my people, I will bring you to the land of Israel, your inheritance. And you will know that I am the Lord. And when I have opened your graves and caused you to come forth out of the graves, my people, I will put my spirit within you, and you will come to life. And I will place you on your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken it, declares the Lord. I want to take you to something. Ezekiel never stopped speaking. Ezekiel never stopped speaking. He never stopped. The word of the Lord came forth. He never stopped. In desolation and loss, he never stopped. His anointing was tested, his nation was in shambles. He was the prophet. But he never stopped speaking. Contending for your dream. Contending for your dream. Prophetic declarations are meant to be used for warfare. You are to put on the full armor of God and to call to remembrance the prophecies. Just like I said, if someone's prophesying over you, you write it down. You write it down so you have it. You're to make war with the enemy, with your prophecies. We can see this in First 1 Timothy 1.18. This charge I commit to thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before thee, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare. Paul was writing to Timothy. Timothy was a young man, but he had a great church, many people, and the warfare was great on his life, and he had to overcome fear. But you can see where Paul's pouring into him saying, call forth what has been prophesied over you. Call forth what has been prophesied over you. Ephesians 6, 12, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, against rulers of darkness, against spiritual weakness, wickedness in high places. When the enemy is trying to steal your promise and your dream, you're to make war. I'm reminded of the, the Shunammite woman in the Old Testament. You can see where, where she bestowed honor on Elisha. As he was coming by, she built a room for him so he could stay. And she placed great honor on him. She placed honor on him. She made him a room where he could pass by and rest. She fed him. But in that, Elisha spoke forth a promise to her. He he said, you're going to have a son. And you can see where she's like, don't don't speak if it's not going to happen. You can see where she's already restless, and he speaks, and he said, "By by next season, you'll see a son." And so she has the son, and he's growing up, and he's out in the pasture, and all of a sudden, he says, "My head, my head," and he falls down, and he dies. The promise was stolen. The promise was stolen. So she takes him and she lays him in the bed of the prophet. She takes her dream, she takes her promise, right. and she puts it in the place of honor. Yeah. And she goes to Elisha and she runs to him and she says, I, I, I got to have life in this. Yeah. But she never stopped speaking because when Gehazi came down and he says, Is it well with you? She says, is it, it is well. You see, it takes two speaking life. It takes you speaking life. And it takes the Word of the Lord speaking life. And so Elisha comes back, and and you can see in the story where he lays across them, and he speaks, and he sees, and he lays, and he puts him on the dream. He puts himself on the promise. And then the promise comes back to life. Not only do you see the Shunammite woman contending for her promise, you see Elisha coming forth and contending for his promise that he spoke because he knew the word of the Lord had spoke through him. He knew it wasn't him speaking, it was God. And whenever that dream was stole, he came right back. And he said, you can't have it. You can't have it. Val, could you come? I'll just have Val. God sent me here today. God sent me here today to speak life. He told me. He showed me. He gave me downloads. Now I want you to start thinking about the dreams which you think are dead. Right now. I want you to think about the dreams that you think are lost. I want to think about I want you to think about the promises which has been stole. I want you to start thinking about it. What has been stole? What has the enemy come and try to take? You see, we're to speak life because we war in the Spirit. Let me tell you, the enemy is speaking. Over your dreams. The enemy's speaking death. The enemy's trying to steal. You gotta speak life. I'm thankful that I had a father who prophesied over my life. addiction you can't have it he said alcoholism you can't have it he said death you can't take it Uh. he said I speak life cause as for me and my house we will serve the Lord and that which you have de- placed in them. I call forth. I call forth the promises. Yes. I call forth the prophecies. I call forth life. I say, Death you shall not win. Yes. I speak life. Today is the day. Today is the day of activation. Today, the, today is the day the Lord has made. What's been tried is going to be proven to be holy. What's come against you shall be cast down. What has tried to steal joy and steal your life shall be put to shame. He sent me He placed a burden in me I want to speak life I want to speak life to dreams I want to speak life to promises I want to call forth life to what you think is dead, to what you think is gone. Everyone bow your head. If you've had a dream, if God's placed a dream inside of you, if God's placed a promise inside of you and you think it's gone, I want you to raise your hand. I want you to raise your hand. Today's a day to make war. I want you to come up front.